Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 174, Chris's Change Story, Life Beyond Trauma. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. So my guest on today's episode is Chris Scott, and Chris is a change coach, and um, he's someone that I'm just so grateful to know. Like it's been, it's it's been awesome, really. In the time I've known Chris, I don't know, maybe a year and a half or so, um, seeing how things have sort of opened up for him, and old things have kind of fallen away, and that's why I wanted him to come on the show to just share his experience. So there's a few things in Chris's experience that I think are going to be so helpful for listeners to hear. Um, one is kind of like he says, and he he talks about it in the episode, how much um, after years and years of just trauma, feeling kind of broken, just hard stuff, and then anxiety, just everything that comes along with that, he he got to a point where he could sort of see some hope. He started working with a coach. Someone was listening to him. It wasn't about having these massive insights or seeing how things work or any of that. It it was just kind of really having space to share, having someone listen and someone care and, and look after his well-being. He started to get these glimmers of like, wow, maybe this isn't going to be my life. Like maybe things can be different. And I think so incredibly understandably, like probably any of us would, he he started working for it. You know, there was this sense of um, of wanting to kind of think his way, trying to think his way to well-being, knowing that, okay, maybe there's some well-being there. Like, how do I get there? How do I make this work for me? How do I use what I've learned and this knowledge that I've learned to um, to help me feel better. But as we all know, and as Chris saw in the process of this, it doesn't work that way. And, and now the way he says it, I just love how he says this. He has so much insight around it, is that, you know, he can see that he was trying to use his understanding to protect him. He was, his mind was trying to hold on to beliefs about things and like, really clinging to them because it it's what looked safe. It's what looked like protection. It's what looked like it would help. And it was when he finally started to loosen his grip on everything that things really started to change. And I think we can never hear that too much. Like we can never hear that in too many stories in too many ways. And now I'm really blown away in this conversation with him and, and knowing him outside of this conversation of like this sense he has that he shares about like, what do I know? What if I'm wrong about that? What do I know? You know, and this openness to things the way he thought they were, you know, what if none of that is, what if nothing is the way that he thought it was? Including, of course, you know, the past, like things shouldn't have been that way. It was hard. It was not fair. And even even kind of stepping into letting go of all of that. So it is amazing, courageous, like human vulnerable stuff we do when we want peace so much, when we're hurting so much and we know that's not who and what we are, 
that we're willing to let everything just blow up. You know, everything we've been clinging to, everything we've believed in some ways has to kind of catch on fire and go away for us to kind of make our way through. And I think Chris is a shining example of that. And it's so admirable and it's just so heartwarming to see, Um, you know, part of, I think his experience over the last several years of, of getting to a place where he says in this episode um, that he feels like he's trauma-free, like it doesn't affect him anymore on a regular basis. Part of that was really messy and it is messy for people. It was wobbly. It was like hope and relief. And then sometimes old stuff comes back, you know, and, uh, and I got to see Chris through a little bit of that. I know there was a lot of that that went on. And I just want to say again, like that is so part of the process. And I love that he's sharing that because we can really easily think that's not part of the process. We can think it's supposed to be this linear upward climb and we feel better every day and it is not that way. And in fact, like I was saying, like when we start to really just want freedom at any cost, we have to start to challenge what we think and what we believe. And that often hurts worse than the suffering we were in, or at least feels feels scary. It's foreign. You know, it's not familiar like our suffering was. It's foreign. It can be so disorienting, but it is so, so worth it. So Chris just is a beautiful example of this. Um, he's a great guy. You'll, you'll, hear so much wisdom in what he says. And he's an amazing coach. And he's really, really someone I would recommend without question for anything, but especially if someone has been through trauma, is going through this stuff, is wanting to kind of shed the old and really wanting to see their health and live into the health that's possible. He's amazing for that. So enjoy this conversation with Chris Scott. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on Changeable. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this conversation because um, I've been lucky enough to see a, a lot of change in you. And I know you've been through a lot and have so much to share and that you share so much with the people that you work with. And um, Chris is a change coach for all of you listening. And he's uh, he does amazing work uh, with people going through trauma, who have been through trauma, all kinds of different things. And so I just, I think this will be a great, great conversation about what you've seen and what you've been through. So maybe, um, maybe we can start by, yeah, just saying a little bit about you. (laughs) Nice, easy question, right? Like just whatever occurs to you around uh, your past, how you got to be where you are today, uh, some of the stuff that you've been through. Yeah. um, So I guess for me, it's, it's kind of like I was, um, I was struggling sort of in my early twenties, um, sort of going through university and it's almost like I was, I was struggling so much. I didn't know how much I was struggling. Um, and then as I sort of got to my mid twenties, I sort of, I had a, you know, a bad, bad breakup in a relationship and things weren't going well with work and everything just got way too much. Like it felt like my whole life was just literally just like, if it was like a chair, like every leg of the chair just been like taken off. And I just just felt like that was it. It I just hit the floor sort of thing. Um, And yeah, that was when I sort of, I I kind of got some help um, in terms of like some counseling. Um, 
which was helpful to get stuff off my chest. But after a while, I kind of felt like I was just sort of, I don't know, like digging in a bottomless pit. Um, so I ended up very fortunately um, coming across a coach who um, works in the principles and um, I didn't, I didn't know what the three principles was or this understanding or, you know, I didn't know anything about it. Um, but something in what he said, um, you know, must have resonated on some level. Um, and that was kind of how my journey started. Um, yeah, that was like the starting point of finding this understanding, which was about three years ago now. Yeah. It, was that like, in what ways was that helpful? Um, you were at a really low point, so I'm guessing it was helpful just to have someone to talk with and stuff. But I'm curious, like what you, some of the early things, if you remember that you sort of saw that were helpful back then when you were first starting. Um, I think the first thing, like the most important thing for me was that I felt like someone was actually listening to me for the first time. Like, actually properly listening to me like because you know I need I really needed someone to be there for me at that point like to just be present with me and just to let me be however I was like, I didn't need like goals I didn't need you know to instantly feel better I didn't need like pressure I just needed someone who would listen you know very intently so I think you know that was something I just noticed on a very basic like human level was that this person's actually there for me and um you know that was when I was like okay it it kind of just kept me coming back mm. um so that was like that was really like the main first thing it wasn't anything like special he said or anything like that it was just knowing so you know this felt kind of different to you know whatever I'd tried before yeah it's amazing how how far that goes, you know, and I think that's such a um such a testament to our our nature. It's like we can be the whole world, the whole bottom can be falling out of everything and just to have somewhere where you can go where someone cares and listens and just lets us just say what's on our mind and is actually there with no agenda, but to just be there for us. It really does like, I don't know, it just, it just like opens this space for us to kind of find our way back home. And I, I always just think, wow, that, again, there's no technique in that really. There's nothing special that they're saying or doing. It's just such a testament to the fact that we're so much closer to home than we ever think we are, you know, as horrible yeah. as you felt, just being able to get some of this crap out was already helping. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can tell in a way that like when you're sort of properly being listened to, <laughs> you know, yeah. you just have that sort of sense that, okay, you know, this feels safe. And, you know, because I, I didn't always feel safe in my life. So you notice the difference um yeah. sort of straight away and um yeah that, that was you know and you know he, he was saying things that were new as well you know he was talking about thought a lot and you know you know how <laughs> thoughts create our feelings and I I just didn't have a clue <laughs> what he was talking about yeah. but you know it didn't matter that I didn't get it at that point or, you know it, it doesn't really ever matter if you don't get it intellectually um but, 
it's kind of funny looking back at how you know kind of clueless i i was to you know what a like great journey i was embarking upon yeah um yeah i feel very grateful for that so how does one this is a a big question that of course there's no great answer to but um like how does one go from not feeling safe in life to starting to feel more safe like if you look back at your journey with that because you know there's so much when we don't feel safe especially from an early age that like the our machinery our brain and our body and all of this i mean they just work in overdrive to try to keep us safe and there's so there's a lot of protective stuff going on right there's a lot of just all this all this this habitual machinery stuff that goes that jumps into action to try to keep us safe uh, it's strong and it becomes kind of part of our conditioning. So I'm wondering if you can say a little bit about how that process has gone for you to where you're maybe not as on high alert or you just you just have this sense of feeling a little safer in the world now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's funny, like over time, you just kind of notice things like, and it could be really simple things like I could be sitting on the sofa watching TV and, you know, I don't know, maybe like a, a year or so ago in the last, you know, oh, you know, if I was feeling a really high alert, I'd be sitting there like, and I'd kind of have a thought like, well, actually, like I'd look around the room and think, oh, right, nothing's actually happening at the moment. And that that came out of, you know, there just there was just more space in my awareness that had sort of developed over time, um, you know. And it's like it's, it sounds kind of you know too simple, but it's just like well, you know, nothing is actually happening. And it, you know, even though internally I felt you know really like I was in real danger, and you know how it felt for me is like someone's going to like burst through the front door and like attack me, or um, you know. I was kind of like someone's gonna I don't know attack me on the street or something um I guess yeah I just I kind of I just kind of started to trust a little bit more that you know I was okay and what had happened in the past wasn't happening now yeah um and one one thing that just occurred to me about like when I first met a coach in this understanding like I, I was, you know, I was starting to wake up on some level to my, to my true nature. So I think what it was when I, when I felt like I was being seen and heard, I, my true nature was sort of being met by, by his true nature. And, you know, that was like the first, you know, it's how we, we wake up. And, um, it's kind of like, I love the analogy of like a, a bear that's been hibernating for a long, long time and, um, you know, kind of waking up kind of grouchy <laughs> and, um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all plain sailing by any means. Um, had some really difficult times, um, sort of shedding the conditioning and, you know, seeing through my psychology. Um, but it was a hundred percent worth it. Does it, does it feel like, um, again, I feel like every question I'm, an, I'm asking is not really a fair answerable question, but we'll just see what comes up. Like um, when, you, when you talk about like 
starting to glimpse your true nature. And then of course, kind of losing that sense of it as we do, but then glimpsing it some more and, and then see also seeing through your psychology. Um, can you say a little bit more about like that process? Like, was it sort of a, was it both of those things was part of what helped you wake up, at least as you see it right now? Um, was it important to sort of see, oh, my mind's just trying to protect me. And of course, like to seek almost like the explanation behind why you felt so unsettled and on high alert at times? Or was it, or was it more just feeling into that safety and that space that was behind it? Or was it both? I don't know. Yeah. Well, well thinking back, like, it, it definitely was important. To, like, it felt really important to sort of, to, to know what was going on. I think, I think that was the biggest thing for me is that like when you're going through trauma, is it's very, you know, you, just by the nature of trauma, you don't have an awful lot of clarity. Yeah. Um, so it's confusing. You know, you look online and there's a lot of confusing information. So, you know, for me, when I, you know, I started to have glimpses of like the way I see it is like sort of my head like popping up above water and I could like breathe again and, you know, I could see a bit more clearly. And, you know, at, at first it was, you know, it's just like real small glimpses and it really helped for me to have a coach who was like pointing that out to me and saying, hey, like you were okay then because, you know, I was getting... Because when I would like sort of fall back into not feeling okay, I'd forget all about the times of being okay. Yeah. I think that's quite common in trauma because it, the nature of trauma is it feels like you've felt that way forever and it's always going to feel that way. But, you know, through this understanding and through just seeing in my own experience, you know, there was there was ga- gaps of okayness, um, which over time just grew more and more and more. Um, and you know, it, to answer your question, it's both because as my understanding grew, I, I, I came to see that it, it was less about, you know, trying to figure it out so much or, you know, I, I spent a lot of time like looking at, you know, trying to figure out what trauma was and that sort of thing. And I think that's just, you know, that's kind of natural to do that. Um, but you know, after, you know, quite a while, I, I, it just dawned on me, like, you know, everything I need is inside of me, you know. Um, and, and when I did, when I did really see that, that's when, you know, things, you know, really shifted. Um, and, you know, I, I really, like, really started to see that I'm actually okay, like, right now. Um, there's there's nothing really for me to, to do. Um, I, I think... I I don't know. I I think it's um, just listening to you. It's so clear how important it can be to, or just how helpful it can be to, to be on in, on this journey with someone or maybe with several people, you know, and that sounds kind of, um, kind of counterintuitive because like you're saying, everything is within us, but that's true too. Like everything we do, we need is within us and it always has been, but we just get so blinded by our, by our psychology, trying so hard to keep us safe, you know? So it's like for us to pop out, like I love how you said your coach could show you, 
hey, you were okay back there or you have this piece. Like, I mean, I'm sure you feel this as a coach too and I do too. It's like you can be talking with someone and you see their health and they're even maybe smiling and having new ideas. And then just like you said, they'll fall back into some old old thinking and they have no memory of that. They have no concept of that. So to have someone here kind of pointing that stuff out that we can be so blind to, you really feel how that starts to tip the scales to where now this peace thing or this security thing or whatever, your true nature, it's like, it feels like something that just kind of comes into focus more and more. Like, oh yeah, I do sort of know that. And that is sort of here. And then over time, that's predominantly where you live from. But man, that process, it it's hard, you know, because we're up against stuff that looks so real. Yeah, it is hard. And, you know, I think, it, as I said earlier, it's so like, you know, when our, our minds are always trying to problem solve and, you know, so if we get diagnosed with trauma or PTSD or, you know, even, you know, anything like anxiety, you know, we, we try to, you know, our minds go into overdrive, you know, looking for evidence that we're not okay. And, yeah. you know, the thing is, is that when when our minds do that, you know, they're sort of professionals at finding things that aren't okay with us, um, which look really true and really scary and look like, you know, things that we need to overcome. Um, and it, it can be a daunting um, sort of process at times. But the, the thing is, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of funny for me to look back on now is that, you know, people kind of, would say to me like you know you you are okay like right now and I was like well I'm not <laughs> you're not living my life you know I'm really struggling um but of course like now I can see like really what you know they were pointing to and that you know they kept pointing me to my health which is such an important thing because any other help out there that I've seen kind of points you to to the illness and to the symptoms and what I do and what, you know, what you do and what others do is we keep looking at health and um, we keep, you know, it's, it's so easy to look for problems. We, we've been conditioned all our lives to look for problems. Um, it's, it's how we think we stay safe. Um, but, you know, in reality, when, when we actually, we do keep, you know, seeing our health and we do keep dropping into that place. You know, however infrequent it is at the start, it doesn't doesn't matter so, so much. You might feel really uncomfortable, but it doesn't mean you're not going to get there. It just means that it might just take a little bit of time. And f- for me, um, yeah, having, you know, I, I, could, I, I, I can say for sure I couldn't have done it without, you know, lots of help from um, different coaches. So... Yeah, by all means. And, you know, an important thing as well is with trauma, it's really hard to reach out for help. I know that for myself, like it's, you don't feel safe. Um, You know, why should you trust someone? So, you know, I guess I'd say to people, just know that that's kind of part of the deal. And, you know, as best you can, trust your your intuition as to who's safe to talk to. Um, I think that's really important. It kind of gets overlooked because people maybe don't realize how hard it is to ask for help when you're, you know, in that place of deep suffering. Yeah. That's such a good point. I mean, and I I feel like a lot of times I just, just because I see the difference it makes, you know, I just wanted like, 
go up to people and be like, why are you trying to do this by yourself? Like there's, you know, and obviously there's money reasons and there's not knowing the right person to talk to reasons and there's all of that. But sometimes those aren't even issues as much. And you see someone just like, no, I'm good. I got it. I'll figure it out on my own, you know? And you're like, why, why would you try to figure this out on your own? It's so much harder that way. But I think what you just said is a really great reminder for me and maybe for others, you know, that there's there's a lot of stuff in there that says that that just has it very hard to trust people and very hard to open up. And when we've opened up in the past and been not listened to or ridiculed or our our honesty and our opening up has been used against us, which happens a lot, you know, oh my gosh, of course you're just gonna want to shut down. That's so protective too. So it's it's so great that I don't know, just to have some sense of the the nuances in there, you know, how hard a brain is trying to keep us safe and, and how it'll shut everybody out if that's what looks like the, the safest thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I can really see that in myself. And, you know, it's, as I said, it, you know, when you, when you don't feel safe and, you know, in, in my own experiences, you know, I had people that would sort of like throw my, I don't know, like the good stuff I did, like back in my face, or you know, try to, I don't know, just question my reality. And, and when you know, like, look, I haven't really looked back on this stuff in quite a while. When you do look back in it, you know, it's really hard to to trust anyone. Um, but you know, I guess all I can say now is like there are people out there that can help, and. I wouldn't, I, I would say to people, you know, as best you can keep an open mind and for a full recovery. Um, that's really important, I think. Um, and people might not hear that that often. You know, I, I was told that it might be something I have to manage for the rest of my life. Um, can see now that that's just not true. Um, and you know that I had the same with anxiety as well. I remember a doctor saying that to me, like completely innocently, sort of doing his best. But you know, even at the time, I knew on some level that what he was saying wasn't true. Like, um, and so I'd always encourage people, you know, obviously be kind to yourself. Don't you know? As you know, just let yourself be, however you are, but also know that you know it is possible. Yeah, that you can't be broken. And I think when we're, you know, the earlier in our life that we start feeling broken or feeling broken down by by what happens in life or whatever, um, again, that just means it's that much earlier that our brain jumps in and says, you're not safe, but we'll fix this and keeps us on high alert and does all the stuff it does. You know, sometimes when that happens for people when they're young, it's it it can feel like man there is just no climbing out of this hole but i, I just think it's so i've seen it so many times and i know you have you know that there is hope because it because no matter how long we've been up against whatever we're up against what we're up against still lives in thought you know it's still physical it's still just our brain and our body and there's and we're so much bigger than all that so um i wonder if you how it was for you kind of seeing other people who seemed, if this was helpful at all, maybe it wasn't, but kind of seeing other people who were like um, 
seem to be more resilient or just comfortable in life or whatever. And if you were able to kind of look at that as something that was possible for you, or if that just pissed you off, if that looked like, well, well, yeah, they had an easy life and I didn't, so good for them, you know. But because I can imagine kind of saying like, ooh, that's possible. Now I feel very far from that, but I kind of want that sort of feeling. Yeah. Um, I think probably a bit of both at times. Um, and it's, it's a funny thing really, because I mean, I can only speak for myself in my journey, like however hopeless I felt and, you know, I did feel so hopeless at times. I always knew that there was a way instinct, just instinctively. I knew that there was a way, um, you know, and it's quite ironic in a, in a way for me was, yeah, and of course it, it helps to be, you know, around people that have recovered or to speak to people that have recovered, you know, just on a very logical level, like why wouldn't you talk to someone? You know, that that's what I did. Um, and, you know, the ironic thing for me was that when I, when I finally, you know, not gave up, but when I, I gave up trying so hard to get better, mm-hmm. um, I guess on some level I felt safe enough to just see that all of that thinking I was doing to protect myself and, you know, I just saw glimpses of the, the repeated patterns. You know, and this is over time, I just, I just perhaps felt safe enough to say, oh, like maybe... I can just like take my hand off the stove a little bit and I can just, you know, and I I say like I can just, it's not really a doing, it's just that over time I just felt, you know, a tiny bit safer and safer and safer um, to to just relax, you know, just to start to relax because I I could not relax. I, I, I've forgotten that. I, I just couldn't relax. People say, oh, why don't you just relax? I couldn't relax. Like, it felt impossible for me. I had so much, like, you know, thinking that was just, like, I guess just overriding my system. And when, you know, you, you have a chemical release from that and you feel the adrenaline and whatnot. So I was in that state sort of nearly all of the time. And, you know, gradually over time, I just spent more time out of that state in, in my well-being and um you know that was when I started to the faith just grew you know yeah yeah so so it was just little little peaks like where you could kind of see I don't know say more about that because I think that's so big like it because I think what our mind does is say oh I'm supposed to know how to relax and then you're just going to be able to turn it on and do it all the time but I think what you're saying is more like no there were tiny little opportunities here and there and then you kind of eased into it that way yeah um I guess you know there were changes on like um like a physical level for me, like I'd, you know, I I saw that I needed to change who I was like spending my time with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important, you know. That was important for me, um, and yeah, I mean, when when you feel okay, like 
there's not much thought to it. So it's kind of hard to describe. You just feel okay and you just you just see the world and you're living. And it was just as simple as that. It was just like you you get a break from it. Um, you know, you just you just start to see the, the sky behind the clouds a little bit. And you know, you know, the clouds are rolling again and um you know, it's like, you know, I remember thinking like, how many times is this going to happen sort of thing? Like, this is just ridiculous. Um, but, you know, the, the clouds just, you know, over, over time just, you know, just grew wider and wider. Um, and, you know, I've got to a stage now where I could say pretty confidently that I'm, you know, I'm trauma free. It doesn't affect me at all because, you know, I just, I just seen, I'm perfectly okay with just being human and just, you know, just not needing to, I don't know, to, to sort of add anything to, to, to be, to be anything or to fix myself. And ironically, that was when I realized I was, I was okay. You know, I didn't need, didn't need any of that anyway. Yeah. So, so when you feel, um, I don't know, anxious or some old, like, like if that still happens, if you feel some old thing, like, does it, you know, some old response or something now, um, is it, again, I know this is sort of an unfair question because it just feels however it feels in the moment, but is it the kind of thing where you sort of are more often able to kind of recognize that as like, oh, I see what this is. And it just doesn't look like you're seeing that it's not relevant to you and your life right now more and more. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, there's times where, you know, there's a, there can be a period where, you know, I don't see it and, you know, I, I, I get caught up just like any other human being does. So it's not like a, <laughs> this is something that I always misunderstood because I've always been so competitive. It's almost like, um, I saw it like, um, I don't know, like trying to, I think on some level, because I was kind of scared of not being okay, you know, I was trying really hard to be okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that was really a huge part of, of what was exhausting me out was I was so scared of, you know, how I felt or, mm. you know, just trying to sort of not go to the depths that, you know, I, I crashed eventually and I did go to the depths and then, you know, I was still all right anyway, sort of thing. So, but, you know, when I, when I saw, uh, it's a bit of a round, so I'm not answering the question that well, but when I saw that, you know, I don't know, it, I just saw that I didn't need to try so hard because um, I was really trying hard to be, the ideal student or you know to really understand and you know one of the biggest early insights I had was that I don't know any of this like the three principal stuff or this understanding you know and it was such a revelation for me because it, it just took all the intellectual pressure off like, I don't need to remember that anyway it doesn't matter like it's like what I know like in my heart and who I am is a million times more powerful than you know, trying to convince myself that I'm okay sort of thing. Um, that was, that was, you know, the real first breaking breakthrough for me, I'd say. Yeah. 
it's crazy how our mind just wants to turn it into something, you know, and sometimes that's fear-based. Sometimes it's just being competitive <laughs> and your mind's like, oh, there's a thing here and I'm going to master yeah. it. And sometimes a lot of times probably behind that for most people is some fear. Like it's that promise, you know, oh, if I can get there, I'll never have that big crash again. So there's so many levels of so many little misunderstandings that every mind kind of makes out of this. But I think like you're saying, we just sort of, I don't know, a different way. Like we have to just sort of get tangled up in those. And then somehow we see, oh, that's not what it really is. It's not what, yeah. I, what my mind's telling me it is. Yeah. That's what it was for me is, you know, it was fear and it was the feeling of urgency. Yeah. Which, you know, you know looking back now, cause I, I, don't, I don't really experience a lot of anxiety now. Um, very rarely and you know if I do get caught up in that sort of fearful thinking it's like there's always that feeling of urgency of needing to feel better yeah. because um, we're so conditioned to work hard to feel better but in reality like returning to your well-being is the most natural thing in the world that is so hard to see when you're really caught up yeah and feeling, you know, feeling urgent and feeling in need or, you know, lacking or broken. It doesn't make sense to say, oh, well, you're going to just return to your well-being naturally. And I'm, I'm basically going to teach you how to get out of your own way more and more. Yeah. But that's, that's all there is to it. You know, there's nothing else to it because the system works perfectly. You know, you return to well-being perfectly. And, you know, when I saw that, that was, you know, that was just like, because people had said that to me a million times. And I was just like, it's just not, it is not doing anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Please stop saying that. But um, I saw it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and realized it was true. Yeah. And again, it just makes me think of like, uh, how much evidence we have that we're different, that, that that is not true for us. That just can't be true for us because we're sitting here, maybe we're on high alert, maybe your mind's racing, but you're like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not in the way. And where's my well-being? Where is it then? <laughs> you know, and it's like, and, yeah. and, and again, like, especially when we go through this stuff when we're younger, um, it just kind of throws your whole idea of who you are and all of that in a total tailspin. And so it can feel so hard, but to just, yeah, I don't know, to really kind of see that in a way where it finally felt true to you. It wasn't somebody's yeah. words. People said that a billion times, but you had to see it. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to see it for yourself. And it, the thing is, is that when, you, when you're when you feeling in a place of high stress or, you know, whatever's going on, you know, you're you're feeling that state of mind. So you're feeling the urgency, you're feeling the fear, you're feeling... And, you know, it's a funny thing because we can just be sitting on the sofa or, you know, we can be, I don't know, driving the car, something we do all the time. And we, we, you know, we feel this, I don't know, for me, it was just like a feeling of just not feeling okay sort of thing. It was just like always, always searching, sort of almost like obsessively searching for the thing <laughs> which will help me. Um, and all I needed really to do was just to give up the search 
but it took me a while to see that. No, that's so big. It's so big. It's like, and again, I I love how it feels so, um, it's so well-meaning. It's like all we've known, scary things happen, traumatic things happen, and we jump into our head. Our head tries to fix it for us. So of course, your head loves you and it's sitting there saying, you know, everything's fine. You're just sitting there watching TV and your mind saying, don't worry, we'll find something. Don't worry, we'll get you out of this. And that is the only problem. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like that's the little veil in the way of, of you feeling what's already there. So it's just it's so big to see that. Yeah, it, it is quite ironic because, um, you know, when I did really see through it um, with a, you know, a big insight, I kind of saw that there was nothing really there in a way, um, which is like, what? So, you know, it doesn't make sense. But all it was was just that that feeling of needing to do something. That that was, you know, that was what was driving all of my behavior. Yeah. And, you know, because I believed, you know, on, you know, it's completely innocently. And why wouldn't you believe that, that, that's what that's what was required to you know to get myself back to health. Um, and yeah, our, our brains are, are brilliant at protecting us in you know in ways that they think you know will help. Um, they, we all see how imaginative our minds can be. Yeah. Um, and you know that's that in itself is just like a it's just another thing that's not not anything we need to change it's just kind of seeing that you know how thought works and how you know our minds do protect us that you know that was really helpful for me because you know when when we're in the midst of suffering and you know just generally our, our minds do talk a lot um so getting you know a, a an understanding of of that you know of you know as you say like that's what minds do and you get to see bits and pieces you know which resonate for you and it's all like you know it's all just it all helps you know it's all just you know part of the the process of learning and um the the best way to overcome any trauma is or any mental health the only way is you have to see it for yourself really like you have to you know, and all that means to me is just, you know, stay in the conversation with people um, and, you know, just, I don't know, just keep, <sighs> you, you don't want to say like keep going, you don't want people to like work really hard at it, right. but you, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. you know, don't lose faith because things can change so quickly as well. That's, you know, that's really um yeah i'd love people to hear that things really can change change quickly as well it's um an insight can change so much yeah i love what you said like in the first couple minutes it's like um you don't know like like the nature of trauma is is our mind telling us or the nature of anxiety or depression or anything is our mind telling us yep this is your, this is your life. This is your new normal. Like that's just part of it. So, so yes, I love what you're saying there. It's like, that's, that's yeah. just that conversation. It's going to be there. It's going to be followed with, yeah. Oh, but don't worry, I'll get you out. And to just keep looking. Yeah. Until, yeah. I think that's where like the, the hopelessness was for me was because 
I got so used to that state of mind yeah. that that was, you know, that was my reality. Of course it was, you know, that, that's how we experience reality. And because, you know, I was, you know, I was really suffering for quite a few years um, and not, you know, you know, this is before I even sought any help, you know, you forget there's a different world. Mm-hmm. Like really, I really forgot. I had no idea there was anything else really, you know, I had a tiny glimmer of hope that things could change, but I had no idea how much, you know, I could, I, I didn't know I could see a different world, you know, um, as I do now. Um, and yeah, I don't know, I guess all that, I feel very grateful for that. Um, you know, for that, you know, and it's a funny thing that I, I never say like, oh, like, thank you for my trauma. Like, you know, because is it something that I'd, you know, is it a gift that I'd give to a best friend or a child? No, definitely not. But there is an awful lot you can learn from it. Um, And it, you know, it changed my life. Um, Just like, it just turned me around completely. You know, it was part of the getting out of, a life that I was so unhappy in um and you know so much changed that it's um it's almost hard to believe in a way um and that probably sounds really kind of like loose and non-specific but when your life does change so so much it's hard to you know put it into words in just a few minutes you know yeah yeah Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for this conversation. I think, um, I don't know, it is impossible to describe, but I feel what you're saying when you're like, that was just my reality and a completely different reality is possible. And I think that's the essence in a way of what we what we're always looking at here, that a completely different reality is possible. And it, and it's, no matter what, literally no matter what, no matter how long you've been suffering, what it looked like, all of that, it's there. Yeah. Yeah, it's there. And, you know, if I can do it, anyone can. I genuinely believe that. And, yeah, yeah. you know, as, as we learn to feel more and to feel into our hearts and, you know, not work so hard in our heads, um, you know, we we realise we're okay because that's you know that's who we are. We're not we're not our brains. Yeah. Um, we're we're that sort of peaceful, calm place. Um, which yeah. I much prefer now. Yeah, <laughs> it's much nicer. And and how amazing that you get to to help other people see that you know like I, I mean I know and I know you know now too it's like it helps us so much to sit with someone who doesn't see that doesn't see that health and we can see it in them so clearly and then it just comes back to us a million times like oh yeah if it's true for them it's true for me so just I don't know I think it's just so great when we get to be on the other side of something that we've struggled with and then start to point other people it's just such a way of continuing to deepen it for us too and to spread it to others. So Yeah. No, I feel I feel really grateful to um 
you know, just people tell me their story and being able to listen and, you know, help them. Um, it's, it's very fulfilling. Um, you know, I just, I just love it. And yeah, there's, there's nothing like, you know, truly connecting with another person and seeing them starting to, to light up. Um, you know, you can always tell when someone's seen something, um, it's, it's an amazing process really. And yeah, it's, it's born out of the fact that I know they're okay. And, you know, there's no argument for me. So, um, yeah, people feel that and, you know, they start to start to realize it for themselves. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. No, thank you. Thanks a lot. If you want to support people to have a change story like Chris's, join me in the Change Coach Training and Certification Program beginning in January. This program is unlike any other in terms of the personal feedback, guidance, and support you receive the whole way through. Seats are limited and they're filling very quickly. You can check out all the details at my website, dramyjohnson.com, and I'll put the exact link to the Change Coach Training Program in the show notes. To watch the replay of the Change Coach webinar from last week, which will introduce you to a panel of newly certified change coaches and it'll answer a lot of your questions, go to dramyjohnson.com slash changecoachwebinar2021.